We all want that bit of meat, don't we? Don't even go there. (laughs) But before we get to the meat eating Mm -hmm. parts of business and life, oh, dear. Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Nick, how are you? Beck, never been better. Actually, I have. (laughs) That was a lie, straight up. Oh, this is so actually pretty, pretty great. <laughs> you know, and so ladies, basically, I've woken up this morning to not the best news, and you know what? It's great because it's really testing me working my mindset. Um, but you know what? I'm sitting here, best friend across from me. Wish we were in person, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the shit as we do. Talk about some great things. And, and ideally, our hope for you is that, you know, you get one or two pieces of gold. Um, and if not, maybe a laugh. And if not, well, maybe you'll unfollow. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. But, um, Beck, let's get into. So, ladies, if you've been listening, um, or maybe you've just started, we have a favorite segment of this show and it's called Good Fucking Manners. And it is from the book. So if you don't have that book, grab it because you will sit there, glass of wine, girlfriends in the room, and just read out the stuff that it's like you are thinking it. And and this book actually just says it doesn't affect. Like it will absolutely make your night crack you up. Um, and sometimes, though, we refer to the book and sometimes we refer to our day-to-day life. Because no doubt, if you're listening to this, there are days you're just going about your day and you're thinking, fuck, that person could do with some better manners. That situation could do with some better manners. Um, and so sometimes we make up our own. Yep. So, Beck, over to you. Amazing. What have you got for us? I just want to clarify something. I'm, I've got the iBook app on my phone and I, I've had this page open mm-hmm. and it came up just saying to me then, congratulations, you've reached your goal of reading I haven't read a page and I've just had it open so that needs to get itself checked because if that's the amount of reading someone needs Have to do no no flicking been flicking I don't like flicking oh, things you have cheated you cheated the system it's perfect no flick, <laughs> it's no telling you smart yeah no flicking anything. all right I'm getting into it so if you're following along on the app perfect on your phone app. It's on page 210 of the book, Fucking Good Manners. And the subtitle is Unfriend Your Non-Friends. Should the constant baby pics, holiday updates, political spam, displays of affection become too much, then just unfriend or unfollow them. 
You can now mute most people, which avoids future awkward conversations. But should you find yourself unfriended, then don't take it as a personal insult and demand an explanation for these two reasons. One, you probably don't want to hear the explanation. And two, it doesn't fucking matter. Everyone should have an annual clear out of their friends, not because you don't like them necessarily, but simply because you don't have to be friends with everyone you meet. If you do have such a clear out, then don't, you don't have to announce it to the fucking world. Just fucking get on with it. Just do it. Um, Beck, can I say something to this? <laughs> We're going to have to do a whole other episode on it. Um, so one of my partners and I have friends. <laughs> so Chris told me after we'd had a few beers. Oh, no. He was like. It's totally fine. I just want to. I just want to set this up because this is going to be a whole juicy other conversation about the the care factor of having to know why. Yeah. Anyway, one of our friends had said to him, "Look, I just can't tune into like Nicole's Instagram and stories and all the rest of it." Pretty sure that person still does, but um, you know, and that's totally fine. I just here's what I want to say. Am I attached to it? No. Do I take offence to it? No. What a waste of my time being offended by everything. Stop wasting your time. Um, now, the funny thing is, so my partner, Chris, because we are so professional in the podcast world, he's actually our editor <laughs> of these episodes. So, you know, I was going to say, oh, I wonder if I can talk about that, but no, well, too late. It's our podcast. We can talk about what we want. So we will dive into that on a future episode <laughs> you're gonna have to circle back but it is true there is so much to just not being offended it's okay it's not earth world shattering stuff um and the other thing is Beck, if you're going to do a clear out just do it don't don't tell us on facebook um because mm -hmm. we know that that's for the algorithm we can see through that uh we do not feel privileged that you've said you cleared it out, but we're still on it. And we haven't spoken for two years, so you did not actually clear it out. Um, but hopefully you got some good likes and follows and comments and stuff. <laughs> Can I give you my so, tip? Yeah, just They're do great. it. Don't announce it. Yeah, I like that. I'll give you my top tip, Nick. It's going to blow What's you that? away. <laughs> Can't wait for this. Just have one. Just have one really good friend. That's all you need. And then you don't need to worry about anyone else. What? You know, in primary school, how it was like, oh, my gosh, I've got 12 <laughs> friends. And you used to get, remember those little necklaces? Oh, my gosh, hang on, wait. Those little necklaces where it's like used to be best friend or the half of the, like, the peace sign. I don't have mine on tonight, but that's, we've upgraded. Yeah. But, I, you know, it used to be, it used to be the cool thing and people are still you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, living this way, totally fine. Go hard, girlfriend. But my hack is just have one best friend. I've still got other friends on different levels, obviously. Just have one best friend. You only need to remember what you told her and just it's so much easier. <laughs> she's taken, by the way, and she's new best sleep for life. So, yeah. Yes, and if, you, if you're watching it, clearly, because I've got the necklace on the other half, so <laughs> I promise you I've got okay. let's let's get let's into get into it. it. Let's get into this this topic. What are we talking about? Well, 
that's what you're here to do is I'm here to interview you because you have spent some quality time with two women that are millionaires and we don't say that lightly. Um, tell us, Nick, I know you're going to give us five things. Um, I just also want to s- just clarify something. We have recorded this episode three times already. So we've already done this. So, and there's, there's a couple of reasons why it didn't work. I'm sick of hearing myself. So, yeah, I am sick of hearing your voice. So I get it if you're on the other end of this. I get it. Um, but here we go again. I mean, girls with tech challenges. These things happen to us Wait. often. But you know what? Let's dive into them. Let's just see where it goes. It's no longer a surprise to you anymore because you've heard these five lessons. Mm. Um, but, you know, act surprised. Here we go. Are we ready? Let's. What have you got for number one, Nick? Okay. So just to set this up. So I would say last week, but this is the third time we've tried to record this. So maybe it was two weeks ago that I spent a week. We were in um, Havar over in Croatia and I got to spend a week with these two amazing women who um, who I've known but got to know at a deeper level. Because you know when you spend time together and it's just we're, we're all in a new country and we're experiencing new things and it was just a, it was a very cool experience. But um, both of these women in their own right earn well over a million a year. Don't know how many millions doesn't really matter, um, in their own way. And I don't know about you ladies, but when you're around people who have created such um, such abundance and success in their life, you take note. And if you don't, start. Mm-hmm. Like even after every interaction, start taking note with people of, of people because I just kind of sat and I reflected and I was like, what did I learn? What are they teaching? What are they kind of doing or who are they being or um, what do they know that I don't know? right? And if you're listening to this, like I remember my whole 20s, but even now, it's it's just always, what is that? What do they know that maybe I don't know? There's just something or who are they being, right? And um, so I sat down and I wrote all things uh, and I'm going to share the five things that they taught me. The last thing, you're going to have to stay to the end um, because the last thing is the real strategy. It's the tactic side, which I know the ladies listening in probably want that. We all want that bit of meat, don't, oh, don't even go there, Beck. <laughs> but before we get to the meat, eating mm-hmm. parts of business and life. Oh, dear. <laughs> there are just, there's other things. Because I'm going to say to you right now, if you're listening into this and you feel like you're doing all the A, Bs and Cs, you're dotting the I's, you're crossing the T's and shit still is not working out for you. It is not the strategy. It is not the tactic. It's the you. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's not the mechanics. It's the you. It's the being. It's the other stuff that's unseen. So I'm going to go through those. Number one, let's go. Let's go. Um, God, you think I would remember them by now? I have. <laughs> we have spoken about them a bit. So the first one was this. They are women who know who they are to their core. And you, like, you, you've been around these women, Beck. And other women who know who they are, they they there's just this essence that rubs off on them. Um, and what I mean by that is it's really clear that they know who they are because living their values is super easy for them. Mm. They're not conflicted, right? So often people, all of us in times, until we get really, really clear on who we are as a woman, 
we can be influenced by other people's opinions rather than guided by our own principles. And these women, because they know who they are, they've developed their values, which means they have guiding principles. So it guides their life. It guides the way they make decisions and why they make decisions. It guides how they create their environment and conversations and the things that they learn and the things that they put their time and their energy into. So they're just, they're not influenced by people's opinions. They're just guided. And it's like, it's such a cool thing to see. And gosh, I mean, how also like just relieving to live that way rather than like a puppet on a string of everyone's opinion. Um, So that was the first thing I got from him. And Beck, I said this to you the other day, the humility that comes out of knowing who you are, super humble because they so strongly know who they are that they're okay with other people's opinions. They're okay to, to hear it. Another person's view, a differing view, a bit of friction, like whatever's there because their mind and their heart is so open because they know they're guided by their principles either way. And that's a really amazing energy to be around because there's not a lot of ego in it. Um, so that was the first thing that I just got from them. I love that, Nick. And when we've spoken about this the four or 14 other times we've tried to film this, I what the first thing I got, so when you went through this the first time and I didn't know the five things, what I got from it was how important it is taking the time. And I'm saying every six months, it's something that I've started doing. Every six months, check in. There's a free values test that you can take that's already in our Facebook group. But it's a free values test you can take. And because life is so unpredictable and there are so many different things going on in the world right now, You can't expect to be the same person living the same lifestyle and wanting different results. So knowing your values, and Nick, we've been to so many events, personal personal development events, so many events over the years, and they always teach us you've got to know your why. Listen, I think that's really important, but if you don't know your values and what you, why you're going to those events or why you're spending the money on bettering yourself, if you don't know your value first, what your highest values are, forget it. Because that's from, as you said before, that's mm. coming from the core. And and I know these two women wouldn't have been living through their values in their in their teenage years. Like it's something over time that you obviously it's a skill you need to learn, but it's something that I truly do believe that has been overlooked. It's underrated and it is so friggin' important. So um, it's a little good reminder totally to go and find out what their values are. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Awesome. What have we got? Awesome. So number two, the second, yeah, the second thing that I got from these women is just being in the game of their own life. And um, I remember, and, you know, you read this in different books, but I remember when I kind of first started in the personal development world and one of my very first mentors said, Nick, you can either be on the court or you can be a spectator. And that goes with everything. So it's like, are you on the court in your life or are you a spectator of it? And these women are, are so on the court and Beck you know, we, we've both been professional basketball players at different levels. Maybe yours is more recognized, but look, who's to say, I don't know, you know, we're going to have to find out, but having both been professional basketball, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, but look, you probably played more games than me and probably had crowds at yours. Um, (laughs) I had mum. I had mum, sometimes dad. So 
You know this because as an athlete, it's like you are there. You're on the court, literally on the court, right? You take the shot, you make the pass, you do the foul, which is the fuck-ups. That is life. Like that, if you consider that as just that's what we're doing, whether in business, in life, motherhood, I'm sure, like all of it. But then there's the spectators, there's the crowd, and they're they're like throwing their opinions. They're cheering when you're winning, but they're pissed at you when you're not. Um, And sometimes it's the other way around, (laughs) right? But the thing is, they're the ones who they have an opinion about the person who's on the court in their life and how they're living their life and how they're doing their life and what they're creating in their life. But these women are just in the game. And it's examples. You know if you're in the game, if you're actively, actively wanting to change your own score. And so what I mean by that is they seek out the information. They seek out the knowledge. They seek out the mentorship. They seek out the answers, right? They don't sit and wait and hope that the mass media or that the masses, the rest of the information tells them about their industry or the market or what's going on or, you know, what their values should be or how they should lead their life and their family. They don't wait to be told. And I think, um, Beck, I'd love to talk with you about this because I think we see it often, is that women, it's like we need to be around women like that because they, it's nearly them speaking and we're speaking to the women listening to this, someone needs to say to you, if you're sitting and waiting, you need to come and take a seat at your own damn table and you need to be in the game. You need to be responsible for your finances. You need to know what you have. You need to know what the plan is for the family, the plan B for you and your partner moving forward in your future, like lead your family, lead your life, lead those decisions. Don't wait. And, you know, we've spoken about it before, whether it's, you know, we know self-worth and self-doubt comes up a lot in this and that the result of that is waiting. It's like I'll sit and I'll wait and I'll I'll be comfortable and I'll hope that it works out or I'll get told what to do because I just don't know. Yes. You can figure it out and these women figure it out. You know, Nick, while you're speaking, I'm I'm also thinking of scenarios, whether it's in this because I'm such a simple thinker. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's it is the analogies that actually work, and there are and and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but there are women out there that are actually they expect they they are sitting back and waiting. They think things are going to get handed to them, and you know you're that's obviously not you listening because you've tapped into why we're doing these podcasts and what we're actually about. But the difference is, Nick, and I I think of it like this: it's there were always different players on the basketball team, right? And there was always a couple that no matter no matter what the coach told them, they would go and do over and beyond. They would stay up. They would go and look for more scouting reports, which means, as you just said before, these women are they're not waiting for things to come to them from the media. They're actually mass media. They're actually going and searching it for themselves. They're they're taking it upon themselves to go and find that out before it's too late or. They're just proactive. That's what some of the main players on the team would do. They would go and do extra scouting. They would go and do extra weights after training. They would make sure their diet was on point. Then you had majority of the rest of the team that were there that were, you know, they'd do their best and they would just do the bare minimum. And then you've got the last couple of stragglers that, you know, they might be there because mummy and daddy gave some money to the booster club or we needed to have a few more a bit more hyped if someone else got injured. Like this is the reality. And it is, it's like life is a game. 
And I'm just talking sporting fields, but I'm sure when you go into a classroom at school, you've got the same percentages. And I do love that analogy, Nick, because you think about it in most things in life. That's exactly what it is. And which one are you going to be, ladies? Are you going to be one of the ones that go and be proactive and do the extra work without broadcasting it to the world? They're actually, you wouldn't even know they're doing it because they don't need to put it on display, right? Just as we said at the start of this podcast, they actually don't need to post, I'm doing the clean out of my friends. They just do it and get on with it. Yeah, 100%. So um, the third one was awesome. And I think right now, so we were sitting there so many times. There were so many times that we're sitting there um, and talking about just opportunities, things that excited them, things where their mind just went. It's like, oh, what if we did this? Like, what if we started this restaurant here? The community doesn't have this. They would love it. We get in a chef and we'd be able to do this, right? They're in a new country, new environment, Mm -hmm. new culture. And what I got from them was their perspective. They have this perspective where they see opportunity when others in times might feel and see scarcity. Because like we're in a time right now where, you know, it can can, for some people, if it feels like the world's closing in on you, some people like you might feel like you're just holding a tight grip, trying to keep it together and absolutely get that. But it's also just what is your your responsibility of your perspective in that situation? Because all they seen was opportunity, right? Because whether it's a hard time, there's opportunity. Easy time, opportunity. In times, it's just opportunity. And it was very cool to see that if you're looking at a scale, right, and you've got opportunity and abundance and possibility and all of that. And look, I am not always 100% there. I slide down that freaking scale. <laughs> A little bit. And then I catch myself and then I got to go back. And then on the other end of the scale, there is, it's like FOMO, it's scarcity. It's like, there's not enough. Um, It's that side. But here is the thing. Your mind can't be in two places at once. So where are you spending? Where is your mind spending most of its time? Because these women, they're responsible for their mind. They're responsible for their perspective. And so often they're on this side of the scale. And it's even, um, you know, obviously it's not my place to share, as I've said to you, um, Beck, that both of the women have been through crushing times in their life because that's life. You know, I'm sure women listening in have or maybe we will in the future. But the responsibility of their perspective as, you know, how they seen the situation but then who they chose to be is really just, it's really admirable. Because that's the one thing that we all have and often forget is the the power that we have, the power of choice. So we get to choose how we respond to things. We get to choose what we think. Mm-hmm. We get to choose who we're going to be and how we're going to show up. We get to choose. And these women just get that in every situation. And you know what? I'm sure that we'll get them on the podcast and they might share those hard times and what it was and how, how maybe they chose Um really the thing that benefits them and benefit their future. So yeah, just their perspective, what they see that others don't, but they're just so responsible for if their mind can only be in one place, where's it going to be most of the time? And when you speak Nick to that, I just think of the word comfort that comes up there, you know, comfort is such a place that majority, like I've lived in that space for a long time because it was easy. It was comfortable 
we didn't have to take risks. We had everything we needed. It was just, it was, we were fine. We were living a fine life. And I, when I'm hearing you speak and just putting myself in the scenario where you were with these women and comfort wouldn't even come into their vocabulary unless they're talking about putting some clothing on that would be comfortable because as you said, they've, they've been there, they've done it. Um, they're living proof of always wanting more. And, you know, I'm sitting here and if you're listening going, well, if they're making millions of dollars each year, why wouldn't, why would they want more? And I bet you, Nick, it's, they don't need more money, but they're probably making more because as we always speak about more money in the right hands of the right women, that's the recipe for success. So um, I love, I love that. What have we got for number four, Nick? Well, that leads into the fourth one because you are right. I mean, it's like how much money you'd like, do you really need to live the life that you have? Right. But, and this is what one of them would always say. She's like, I'm not here. Like if I've been given 80 years and all I do is look after myself, what's been the point of my life? Oh, I don't, it's just like, I just think that that's so, um, so freaking powerful. And it is, it's a generosity. This is what I got from them. They are generous to their core. And it is not something that you can fake. Well, sitting there one night, I was talking with one of them over about, you know, five, 10, 15 wines, whatever it might've been. Um, and we're sitting there and she was saying, she's like, yeah, Nick, you, you can't fake it. You can't because the universe or whatever you believe is in sees straight through it, right? It's an energetic thing. Can't like shortcut that stuff. Um, and she said, so it's just, it's really embodying it and you have to trust it. And what I've noticed with generosity is it's something that I, I feel like I'm a generous person, but it's still definitely something that I want to grow into more because I find there's a vulnerability with generosity in the sense of, well, what if I get taken advantage of? Right. You could be sitting there and going, yeah, but like if I give, 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 I've been taken advantage of so much. Now, these women, they aren't pushovers. They know where to direct their generosity. But when they direct their generosity, it is without, I'll give this to get this. So if you subconsciously, which most people do, if you're really honest with yourself, you're like, yeah, but if I do this, I'll receive this. If I, you know, give this, I'll get this. It can't be in the space because you have to fully trust the energetics of generosity that if you give it out, you are not meant to know how it's going to come back. You won't know, but it will come back in ways that you can't believe. But that's the key. If there's any key or hidden success kind of thing, it's this because it's the most generative energy ever the most generative energy, but you're not meant to know the initial, like the return in a sense. You're just not, you're meant to trust it. And these women just do. And it's from the little things to big things. It's just, it's simple. It's when people come around, there is food here, eat it all. There are drinks here, drink it all. I'm here. Give me, you know, you, I'll give you my presence. I'll give you my time. Like that. They, they want to know about you. That's all generative stuff. It's generosity of themselves. And then there is the monetary things because these women, they are fully resourced, Beck. Mm-hmm. Like when you've got a woman who is fully resourced and she's got the generosity gene, well, shit. That, as you said, is what is good for the world. 
And so when, you know, they, they do give their contribution back and one of them was saying she's changing where, you know, she's um, giving her contribution this year. So because she's moved to a new country, she's seeing the work ethic, the culture, she wants to give back to that, the local businesses, the people who are probably working 12 and 14 hour days, right? So when she purchases something and this actually happened, she purchased a gorgeous clothing piece. I don't know what the numbers were. doesn't matter. But say she paid double. And the woman welled up and that was her way of just passing on generosity. She doesn't need to get anything back, but you can see the fullness in their life. Like you can see what they've got back. Um, and it's just, it's such a cool thing. So for me, I know that's a learning that I've got because I think of myself as a generous person, but I want to be more generous. And I think, you know, it might be that vulnerability side, you know, we've all been maybe taken advantage of or, whatever it might be, but it's a very cool thing to witness is just they let it, let it go. They just let it go and they know where to put their generosity. And even on that, I've got two points, Nick. Um, generosity doesn't, you know, the people are probably, women are probably listening right now going, oh, yeah, it's easy for them. Like they're earning millions. Of course they can go and give the extra double of whatever that coat was, that or piece of clothing that they purchased. But generosity has no monetary value, monetary value attached to it. So it's little things, and ladies, you probably know this, it's little things like just maybe smiling at someone on the sidewalk, maybe letting someone go in front of you in traffic, that opening the door for someone or just checking in on someone, that's that's generous. And, Nick, I don't think I've shared all of this with you, but after we tried to attempt the first of the 40th episode of doing this and you told me that number three was generosity, that afternoon, so we did the pod, we, we recorded. That afternoon I took my two children after I picked them up from school, I went grocery shopping and there was a lady in front of me. She was on her own and I could see her. She had a block of cheese and, listen, I say this to you because cheese is really expensive in New Zealand. I'm not, it's not funny. I'm not joking. It's bloody expensive for a block of cheese. And you don't even like it. I, we, and that's why we joked about the meat thing before. Like I am all for the meat and bickies and the chips. I don't eat cheese. I don't eat all those dips. No. So anyway, get back to the cheese. She was cradling this cheese. And then the last thing on the belt was a thing of bananas. And I saw when she scanned, the lady scanned the bananas and scanned the cheese, her money went over a hundred dollars. So she's actually had to put them back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there going, Oh my gosh, imagine being in that position, a female that has to count every item on her grocery list and has to put things back just because she doesn't have enough money, regardless of what her scenario is. Anyway, she'd, she'd sped off. It was my turn. And I said to the lady at the counter, can you, was it just the two, the two um, items that she had? And she goes, yeah, it was just the cheese and the bananas. And I said, can you quickly scan them through for me? Cause I was watching where this lady was going. Can you scan them through for me? And my two kids were sitting on a chair and I'm like, kids, come over here, sit here. Don't talk to anyone and wait. Mummy's got to go do something. I've ran out, found the lady. I've yelled out to her. I said, excuse me. And she's looked at me and I'm like, listen, I know that you probably couldn't afford these and I just wanted to gift them to you. Touches my heart, like no word of a lie. The look on her face, it didn't matter how much it cost. Nothing in the scheme of what it did for her. I went back in finished it. The lady at the counter is like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to know there's still people out there. And I said, well, I'm just doing my part. And I said, I also said to her, plus I had a pretty inspiring phone call this morning that kicked my ass into gear, knowing that we can look out for one another. We're just got to be aware 
have a, have an awareness to it. The lady that was next buying groceries then said to me, oh my gosh, that was so kind. I'm going to give back now as well. And I'm not saying this to get praise because as you said, Nick, it doesn't matter. I don't expect anything in return, but the best gift that I got from that was putting my daughter to bed that night. And she said to me, mommy, because I told them what happened when we got in the car, mommy, I don't ever want you to only have a hundred dollars like that lady. And I said, darling, don't worry. You know, those nights that mommy can't put you to bed because I've got to do work. Mummy's never only going to have a hundred dollars either. And then she said to me, but mommy, all those cards you've got in your wallet, do they have more than a hundred dollars? Because I don't want to have to put my groceries back. And Nick, that to me was, I got what I needed from that. And the reason my daughter said she didn't want to put a grocery bag is because my daughter loves food. She's snacking 24 seven and she did not. <laughs> she loves food. So that's you know, all I like the is Ava's oh. little brain, Ava's little brain going, but what if I can't have my cookies? <laughs> that's, that's, that was what was happening in her little thing. But so, then what, this is what I mean by generative energy as well. Like, but not even that, the, the modeling that comes from it, what Ava's seen there, what she's understood like she will remember that. She'll remember that moment. She'll remember that learning. I mean, that is huge. And as women, whether you're a mom, you know, of a child or an animal, as you said the other day, a pet. Let's just clarify or something on that. Them. No, you're passing over that like it's nothing. We did <laughs> we did another chat the other day talking about, I spoke about parenting and I said, you know, these days, I have to also give a shout out to people that have a pet in their house on any description of what pet it is. And no, then you did I, not. You said, you said, because, mom. you know, as mothers and all the mothers out there and even, you know, mothers of pets. <laughs> well, in my brain, that was my way of saying there, there's dog school, there's, there's, you can buy clothing for animals, like there's, so in I my agree. mind, it's and you know, pet mums like it is a real deal thing, hundred percent. I just didn't just, want to time. disregard that group of women. Then I find out that you had a dog, and I you told me the name was yeah. Sooty, and this is Sooty. Sooty, and this is what really got me. You weren't sure how old it was when it passed so you're like five seven or ten years so and listen that's just what I love about you it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but I bet you if I asked you how I could make six figures in a year you'd be able to wrap that shit right up but Sooty doesn't matter how old he was she he whatever it was that's what I love about you I'm not sure I can't remember (laughs) oh my god all right number four okay should we dive into this fifth one, which is the meat, which I know you love, Meg. Okay. This is one that we all need to work out. Well, no, I won't say we all need to work out, depending on what lifestyle and goals you want. So these ladies in their own way, they have leverage and lifestyle, leverage and lifestyle. So, Beck, you, um, you know, your partner being a professional rugby player as well, you would know people who earn really good income. And when I worked in the corporate world, there was people who earn amazing income. I mean, that that's why I was in that world as well. It's like I wanted to climb that ladder and, and be in that. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's great income there. 
But usually it was by sacrificing their life. That's what it was. It was, you know, and the plan was, you know, do it until you're 60 and then have a good 20. And I'm just like, fuck that. Like, no, thanks. Boring. Mm -mm, Not going to happen. So what these women have done, if they've also given the middle finger to that, they have worked out how to, and this is the, the strategy side of it, if you haven't read the book, Robert Kiyosaki, Cashflow Quadrant, because this might be the missing link for you, depending on how you want to live your life. They earn incredible income and have their money working for them while they've got complete leverage and lifestyle. And the only way to do that is from jumping from the left-hand side of the quadrant to the right-hand side. So the left-hand side is employee and self-employed, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you may want to stay there. A lot of people want to be in that space, but you have to know what that kind of delivers and what that path looks like on that side. Then on the right-hand side, which is jumping over with a lot of courage on the right-hand side, it's true business owner and investor. And these women have worked out how to do that in their own ways. They both have different businesses, so they've used a different model to do it. But the point is they've jumped from the left to the right. And, Beck, even the story that you shared, it's it's so important that we hear those stories um, because it's not that's not a like a random, that's not an uncommon thing. That's actually common, that there's women who are literally counting every dollar. Mm. There's women who are asking their partner, for permission to get an extra $50 or $100 for the week, that there's women who are not leaving relationships because they can't work out financially how they'll be able to do it. So that that's real. And these women have worked it out. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, you have time to work it out and you are so capable and resourceful and supported in being able to do it. And it's what we talk about and do a lot in Women, Wine and Wealthback is we invite you, we invite women on the journey to go through three money levels. The first one is financial resilience. That woman that you gifted that to, she needs to get to financial resilience stage, which is just head above water, which is being able to breathe. Because when you can breathe, you can make better decisions for yourself, for your future, for your family. You have to be able to financially breathe. So you need to work out how to get there. So if you're in that phase, that's your focus. Then the second phase is financially thrive, uh, for, sorry, financial acceleration, which is, you know, it's how do you get more savvy? It's like, how do we speed this thing up? What else do we need to learn? What do we need to tap into? What are the other vehicles? How do we do this? How do we collaborate? What do we learn? Who do we need to be? What do we need to do? Right? That's financial acceleration phase is getting yourself ahead. And then there's financial thrive, financially thriving. And that is where these women are. They're in financially thriving phase. And this phase is so much about contribution and creativity, right? Because you don't have any um, handcuffs. Like your cash flow isn't hijacked. Mm -hmm. It's like you've got it. You've got it. Imagine that feeling. Imagine so many women going on that journey, which we invite you to do. Go on that journey. What do you need to learn? Who do you need to be? What do you need to do at each phase? What's coming up for you? Why are you stuck? What tool do you need? What mentoring do you need? What's your way? But you get to that financially thriving stage and we are all sitting there and we're talking about contribution and creation. Oh, imagine if we did this. That would be our, that would be our chat. What could we do to make things better? What could we give back here? What, what feels fun? What do we want to put money into? What do we want to create? What do we want to give a go? That's where these women are. But they got there because they worked out that they followed that principle. They jumped from the left-hand side of the quadrant to the right-hand side of the quadrant. Um, so please pick up that book, read it, especially if you're serious about, yes, earning great income, as you should. 
while not sacrificing your life. Because Beck and we speak about this often, there's sacrificial seasons. There has to be. Like, don't get me wrong, these women work. They show up. They've got work ethic, 100%. But it's sacrificial seasons, you know, weeks, months, maybe years, but not life. Yeah. No way. And I don't believe in the sacrificial life. So and you, you know, it's very cool to see that they've worked that out. What's cool, Nick, on that is since you've left, obviously being around them, it's it's the energy and mm-hmm. you've been able to pass it on to me last week since we started filming and I've then been able to go and pass it on in ways that once I said before awareness is that's sometimes it's the smallest things we need to adjust that are going to make the biggest difference mm-hmm. and I really do believe that and then I've had calls with women this week that I feel like I've been able to click it over to and it is a domino effect I know it sounds so cliche but why would you want to be stuck in a scenario that you've already spoken about, Nick, where you're not having conversations, you're not living to your true potential, you're you're just surviving, your head is, you're, you're, you're drowning, you don't even know where to go, what to do, and you know that you want more. And that's the difference is if you've got that little bit of ticker inside of you, if you know what resilience is, you've got the grit but you just don't know how to do it, come hang out with us, first of all. We are fun. We're funny. Um, this, we, we, You know all of that, surely, by now. But it's actually, you know, we're okay. Well, we're we're okay. Right. Yeah. But what, it's, it's the conversations, Nick, that we've, ha- we, we've spoken about this so many times. You said the word thriving before, and it's such, I, I feel like that's my word for the year, like thriving in these times mm. instead of just surviving because, Man, it's a. You said before when the Lennies were like, you know, when they get to eighty, it's like, just check in right now where you're listening. Think about how old you are, and double that and see: Are you nearly at eighty? Are you close to seventy? Because why would you wait for another one? Are you dead? You know, like it. Yeah, it's it's just. You know, these are the conversations that I feel will trigger people. It might turn something on side of them. It might make them may just make a small change. And that is our hope and that is our goal. And I want to say thank you to you, Nick, for hanging out with them because the ripple effect it's going to have on, I believe, on so many people. And I can see a massive change in you. And you already have your shit together. You're one of the you are the most incredible best friends, women I know, common sense isn't there all the time because you forget where you parked your car. But as I said, you can give anything to any woman if they've got, you just, you can, you can, you just, anyone needs anything, just like you are, Nick, you are that person for me. From the start of the call to the end of this call, you have just, I feel so much better. I mean, all I got to do is hang out with you for a bit and say, tell me how good I am. you know, sorted. That's, that's what best friends are for. Rest in peace, Sorry. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing, and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.